With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, and welcome to the MMQB NFL podcast. I'm Connor Orr. Albert Breer's here. Um, we'll get uh, we'll get to the Titans hiring Brian Callahan and kind of firing that first shot in the uh, coaching carousel. We're going to get through some of the games from this weekend. As you guys might have noticed, we're a day late. Um, if you haven't seen the news, we're not running from it at this point. Albert and I's plan is to be here as long as we're able to be here. We consider ourselves very lucky to be able to have this forum to uh, to talk mm-hmm. with you guys. And thank you to everyone who uh, has reached out. Um, you know, we can say that we don't read things and we can say that we don't look at things, but we see things. And uh, of course we saw the absolute worst of humanity in terms of uh, <laughs> comment, co- comments about our, our situation here at SI, but we've also seen some things, um, you know, that have, uh, yeah. that have been really It's touching, like anything else so. on social media, right? Like you get some people who are, I, I guess, dancing on a grave that hasn't been dug yet. And um, and then you get other people who are uh, who are very nice and human about it. And uh, yeah, I just like it's been um, it's been it's obviously was a tough weekend for everybody. But um, you do see the best in a lot of people um, going through something like that. You know, Um, I guess it's like kind of hokey or whatever to say it, but you kind of get to see who has your back, which is good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't feel like doing this, and uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, but I, I read, um, you know, we have a lot of crossover fans from the Around the NFL podcast, which I used to do at NFL Network. Um, I was very lucky to be a guest, a recurring guest on that show, and um, you know, there was a Around the NFL fan who had had said that how much he was gonna miss the podcast, thought the pack podcast was going away. We don't know anything yet. We don't know anything yet. So, uh, but stuff like that really. Um, you know, it's special. It means a lot, and it makes us want to come back. And so um, that's that's why we're here. Um, just, I mean, I, I would just say uh, you'll you'll see all the content you normally see from me and Connor until they tell us otherwise. How was that? They're going to have to drag me out of this place. <laughs> yeah. Okay? I'm yeah. not uh, – what's uh, – what is Leonardo DiCaprio saying, Wolf of Wall Street? I'm not leaving! Um, <laughs> but uh, so that that's me. Um so let's get to Brian Callahan. Um, first uh, salvo here. Um, I should have something up on SI.com shortly, uh, kind of breaking down what I saw as sort of the um, uh, inside um, information here on the hire. So it was interesting, right? Brian Callahan had the Titans interview, 
and second interview, and then uh, was going to go to David Tepper, and then was going to go to Arthur Blank, and uh, ensued that panic from the Titans that were like, uh, "We like this guy. <laughs> um, he's not leaving," and uh, you know uh, they got the they got the deal done, and yeah. so it to me it underscored. I think we were fading Brian Callahan a little bit. Be, uh, like he didn't do a lot to pump up his own candidacy and sometimes mm-hmm. we, di- we didn't realize maybe how hot he was going into the process or maybe we downplayed yeah. it a little bit I'll say that on my end and B it highlights the market because people want play callers the Titans had a play caller in their building and they did not want to let him go and I think like it's I mean first of all like, that pipeline if that's what you want isn't exactly flush with names anymore you know, it's Brian Callahan, it's Bobby Sloak, it's Ben Johnson, and then who? And Bobby wasn't even a play caller a year ago, right? Yeah. So, like, if you're talking, if that's what you want, if you want the young Shanahan McVay, LaFleur, like, you want that guy, because so many of these guys have been tapped into over the last three or four years, that pipeline is not exactly flush with options. And so if there's going to be competition for somebody and you really like somebody, I can see where you would want to act quickly. I sort of view it, Connor, as like similar to the Bears bringing in Shane Waldron, right? Like how many guys were out there available who had play-calling experience in the Shanahan-McVay system? Not many, right? Not like many. that you could hire as a coordinator. And so the Bears knew like time was sort of their – time was their friend here. And that, like, okay, like the Raiders still getting their ducks in a row. The Patriots just had him in for a first interview, but they want to go through a process. And so you offer the guy a bird in the hand rather than two in the bush. And, like, in a lot of cases, guys will take that. And I think, like, that's sort of what you're looking at with, um, you know, with a Brian Callahan, with a Shane Waldron on the coordinator side. It's if, like, hey, I know my job's not the most attractive one out there. I have to do something to game the market a little bit. To bring to 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 land a guy who might have more than one option, and I think both Waldron and, and Callahan by the end of the week may have had all, all may, may have had multiple options, but you know there's the the Bears and the the Titans sort of took matters into their own hands, and you know I think the aggression is why you're able to land somebody like that, which is why I don't mind. Look, like if it's over and you really like the guy and you think that that's going to be it, like fine, do it. You know, I um. <laughs> I think that there were uh, certainly, I think, some folks who went through that process and were like, yeah, I think they wanted Brian Callahan all along because, you know, I you know, I think that they, uh, my read on it was yeah. there were some people who walked in there and interviewed and were like, you don't want me for this job, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> which happens, um, you know, and uh, right. but um, there was definitely some infatuation here. And you brought up a good point about the Rams system. You have guys like Zach Robinson who is interviewing for a few jobs. Uh, maybe he gets Pittsburgh, for example. Um, maybe he gets uh, gets New Orleans. You have guys like Jake Peets who is rumored to be um, a candidate in New Orleans. Um, you have Nick Cayley, who I thought was maybe one of the smartest guys in the bunch there um, as yep. their tight ends coach. You have a lot of offensive brain power there, and I think a lot of guys that could probably be offensive coordinators. I'm yep. surprised that that tree is not getting pumped harder to be honest with you yeah and i think it's like again like i think it's just you know you look at the names there and it's all those guys i i feel like have 
their pluses. You know, Jake Peets has been a number of different places. Zach Robinson was a quarterback in the league and has come up coaching quarterbacks, which is always a a check, you know, a, a box to check there. And then Nick Cayley's got experience now both in the Patriot system and the um, and the Rams system. And he's coached tight ends, which means he's got experience in both the pass game and the run game. And so, you know, you can see all three of those guys as being viable options. And, you know, Waldron, of course, you know, was was with Sean in Washington and was with Sean in Los Angeles. And so, um, you know, I just think, like, you look at, like, if you want that, you're going to have to move aggressively to go and get it. And um, I think that's why the Chicago OC search and the Tennessee head coach search goes that way, too. I also like I was a little I, I don't know like I, I think anybody who's been around um, Callahan like anybody who's been up close to him like he screams head coach when you talk to him you know yeah. like he's like very it's just you know like there are certain guys where you're like yeah I can picture that guy standing in front of the room <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I can picture that guy you know giving a pregame speech or talking in front of the team about what they need to do on a Wednesday or getting you out of a bad situation that might happen during the week, like all of that stuff. Like he's somebody who like just comes off as somebody who can handle all of that, you know? Yeah. Plus he's got the bloodline. So I, I know this like feels to a lot of people like, well, like, well, wait, wait, where'd that come from? Um, but I, I, I can tell you, he's like very, very well respected in the league and, you know, his experience with Peyton Manning, obviously going back to Denver, um, he coached Matt, Matt Stafford also, you know, and then um, and then, of course, like, you know, what he's done the last few years with Cincinnati, I think, speaks for itself. Um, I will move on here to the games in a second. My only other couple thoughts are and this is getting the coaching carousel is getting interesting because yeah. the blanks in Atlanta, they interviewed Bill Belichick already. They can hire him whenever they want. Um, they wanted to talk to Callahan. Um, so I wonder, you know, we had so, all, you know, it, I think, I, I, I think that, I think that search is just like the charger search though. Don't you? Yes. Right. Like, so like they have one guy that they're looking at hiring and that one guy, I think they're working through what it needs to look like around that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's money. Like, I don't think that's what it is. Like people have used the term leverage maybe, but I don't think leverage is about, I don't think leverage is about money in this case. I think leverage is about how the whole thing would be set up if that guy comes in. And so I almost feel like with both these searches, you have like two tracks, right? And like on one track, you've got the, this is what we're doing to try to hire Harbaugh in the Chargers case, Belichick in Atlanta's case. And then on this other track, it's like a contingency track. And I think they have to do it that way because of the way the calendar is set up, right? We're already two weeks past the end of the regular season. The Senior Bowl is next week. So you can't like the way it used to be is like you might spend that first week trying to hire a Harbaugh or a Belichick and then you just hard, hit a hard reset after that first week if it doesn't work. Can you do that anymore? Right. The way the calendar's set up? You probably can't, right? So like now I think you have to be a little bit more willing to multitask that way. So I think for in the case of Belichick and Harbaugh, I think both of those now come down to not money again. I think it's how those organizations are going to be set up around the head coach. In other words, what's Rich McKay's role in Bill Belichick's Atlanta? I think that's a big one, right? Does Terry Fontenot stay? Are you willing to 
set up your personnel department in a way that works for Belichick? How much say is Belichick going to have in the draft and free agency? Um, how's the reporting structure going to work? And then in the case of Harbaugh, Harbaugh had issues with ownership in San Francisco. So ownership is involved in football in L.A. So what's John Spanos's role within Harbaugh's Los Angeles, right? Like, um, are the Chargers willing to spend? I think they're willing to spend on Harbaugh. Are you willing to spend four million bucks to bring in Jesse Minter as your as your defensive coordinator to get him to come with, from Michigan with with Harbaugh? And then the and then on the personnel side, are you willing to hire Harbaugh's GM? I think they are willing to do that because they've they've interviewed four guys who have direct connections to Harbaugh and Ed Dodds, Brandon Brown, Ian Cunningham, and Joe Ortiz. Um, but these are all questions I think that have to be answered. And I think that's what's taking so long is like, is this thing going to be structured in a way that's going to make the head coach comfortable enough to make that leap? What? So here's how I see it right now. Mm-hmm. I think that let me pull up my, uh, let me pull up my little cheat sheet here. Um, you got like a chart or something there. I do. Um, okay. okay. So I think Tennessee's done. I think that Seattle is some kind of a mix of Dan Quinn, maybe Mike McDonald, maybe Mike Vrabel. Um, but I, I, I still think that, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there have been, so, been so many people during this process that have been like, they need an offensive play caller. They need a Seattle. really good offensive play caller. Seattle, yeah, you're in a division with Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, you know? yeah. Could something yeah. change there? I don't know. I'm, um, so in Washington, so I just I th- think Fra- I would keep an eye on Vrabel there too. If it's yeah. not Quinn, I think we all assume Quinn is like if Quinn can present something to them that's like here's my plan on offense. Here's the way it would work that they like. I think it probably is Quinn, but um, you know certainly I think that, that 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 whole thing with you know like do we want a fresh start? Do we want Carol 2.0 or do we want to do something different? I think Vrabel would be somebody who would kind of give them a chance to do something a little different. Yeah. I think okay, that so. in Washington, I mean, I had thought all along Ben Johnson for that job. However, I think Mike McDonald is gaining a lot of steam. I think Raheem mm-hmm. Morris has done a nice job interviewing. Um, I think, you know, I heard uh, someone say the other day, he's got a pretty solid shot at getting one of these jobs. Yeah. So I don't know where Raheem fits in here. Um, Atlanta, I still think it could be Belichick and LA. I still think it's going to be Harbaugh, but Harbaugh takes that Michigan job and all of a sudden, like, boom, now you're looking, now you're, now you're looking around and being like, okay, um, that's a chaos scenario. That is like, um, okay. Then, then we start getting into Frank Smith a little bit more. Then we start getting into Dave Canales a little bit more. Then we start getting into Bobby Slowick a little bit more. And so you're going to be a lot of these teams that are hiring, first year play callers as head coaches in this cycle could be so doesn't it feel like doesn't it feel like Belichick and Harbaugh are sort of holding the whole thing up and they love it (laughs) right like why wouldn't you because there's a total there's a complete and total advantage to doing that right you are making sure you are basically stopping up the dam and you're waiting for every single piece of information I mean neither of these guys are desperate Jim Harbaugh is going to walk away from a $12.5 million deal that's going to take him into like his late 60s. So yeah. he's, he'll be all right, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, uh, I'm looking forward to this. It's been a uh, throwback coaching carousel. But now that that first domino falls, 
I think we're going to start seeing a lot. Although there's a lot of good candidates that are still playing. Ben Johnson. It's going to be playing. weird Michael if McDonald's like still it's going to be weird if like the if this spills into next week because next week's Senior Bowl week, and for those who don't know, that's like a job fair for coaches. Sure. To the point where like some head coaches who go don't leave their hotel room because they don't want to be harassed all week. Yes. So like I think next week could be really interesting if there's still a lot of a lot of questions that need to be answered because generally what you see there is okay. Like there's like a stray position coach job open here or whatever. And so like, you know, there are, there are coaches there that are just like looking for a landing spot. If you have like a bunch of coordinator jobs still open and some head coach jobs still open, it could be pretty chaotic there next week. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Let's start, but let's go back to uh, Saturday. Um, <laughs> Ravens, Texans, 34-10. Uh, this was the, I mean, it's a Ravens 49ers AFC title game. It's what we thought. But Baltimore, um, this game was tight. It was 10-10 at the half, and then Baltimore kind of started to pull away. Mike McDonald, man, I'm telling you, I mean, has been the one of the very few people who have made C.J. Stroud look like a rookie. There's been very few times this year where he has dropped back and not known I've, exactly I've what I've he wants him, to do with the football. I've seen him do that before, too, unfortunately. <laughs> At Michigan? Maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that helps. Um, yeah. Having that, that, that background and knowledge helps, for sure. Um, yep. I... Th- I I don't know, you know, I, I'm going to be careful because last year when we had Jacksonville, we're all sitting there and saying, okay, next year Jacksonville's in the title game. This is their kind of like I'm I'm arriving year. We're all saying that about the Texans right now. I don't yep. know. I mean, Bobby Slowick goes, and we don't know what – we don't know what C.J. Stroud looks like. I think I, from there, from that mm-hmm. aspect, I'm pre- preaching a little bit of patience. Um, 
from Baltimore's perspective, it was funny. I went back and looked at in 2018, uh, I want to say like right before Thanksgiving, the uh, reported intelligence in the NFL was that John Harbaugh and the Ravens are going to walk away from one another, almost like Tomlin in the Steelers this year. It was very similar, the vibes. My God, how funny that looks in hindsight, that like that coaching class. Could you have imagined John Harbaugh interviewing up against Cliff Kingsbury, Freddie Kitchens, Adam Gase, um, you know, like in hindsight, you know, like how how crazy that would have been, you know? Well, just I think it sort of illustrates, too, like how hard it is to find a guy like that. You know what I mean? Like how it's really freaking hard to identify a guy like that. Now it's it's much easier like it's much easier to find Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick like like now we know what they are but to to hire that guy off of like you know like he's just been an assistant is very difficult and um you know I do think like it it should be instructive to teams in that like if you've got a good thing going it's it's like sort of where like the Bills are right now we're going to get to them but it's like where they are with Sean McDermott it's like do you do you need a fresh start well like be careful, you know what I mean? Like be careful about that because you've made the playoffs now what five of or no six of seven years that he's been there, and you hadn't made the playoffs in eighteen years before that. And so, like I do think that it's it can be instructive in that like you can have a coach who's been a place in a, in a place for a long time where it seems like maybe he's getting stale, and maybe he just needs to be pushed to do things a little differently and to refresh. Because all the things that you hired him for, he can still do well. But maybe it's you need to change some things around him. And, um, you know, sure enough, you look at it like, um, you know, when they put Wink in as the defensive coordinator, that gave them a jolt. And Greg Roman as offensive coordinator, that gave him a jolt. And then a few years later, they turned those two spots over again. And now Todd Munkin and Mike McDonald have done the same. Um, And you still have the John Harbaugh that won a Super Bowl. What was it now? 11 years ago. Right. Like you still have a lot of the qualities that he brought to the table then with just sort of a refreshed approach to a lot of other things. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's any question. And look like that team, too. I mean, I, I've always thought this was what's most impressive about the Ravens is the players like you could identify Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen and Kyle Hamilton and like all the guys they have. Like it's almost like you could like close your eyes and visualize Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. It's like, it's so impressive the way that they built in that, like there is a real mold for a player there that may evolve some over time, but still has a foundation. And they even like going back to like when Brian Billick was the head coach and Ozzie Newsom was a young GM, it sort of still looks the same. And that's yeah. what really struck me on Saturday night, you know, is that or on Saturday afternoon is that like, the what the what the Ravens are and what they have been has evolved, but it hasn't really changed. I really loved Baltimore's approach. Um, it is it's you know, Munkin is so funny. I mean, you know, he just seems to just understand Lamar as a quarterback better than anybody yeah. has since Lamar was in um since Lamar was at Louisville and yep. just early on getting him involved in the, in the passing game, understanding that they had some time off and making him just immediately 
a massive part of that game plan, getting him in rhythm. I mean, this is the team that I think is most closely aligned to what Lamar wants to be. And that's why we don't know how far they can go. Um, right. You know, I, I, you know, I'm so happy they're playing the 49ers again. This is going to be, uh, and, and, and <laughs> well, not yet, but, you know, I think they will. Um, yeah. Well, but that was like, wasn't that our takeaway from like, I think we talked about this last week. That was sort of my takeaway from wildcard weekend was like, the 49ers and Ravens are better than all these teams. They're right? just better. Like, like, like I just I just felt that way. Coming out of wildcard weekend, like people ask me what I thought. I'm like, uh, the two teams that didn't play this weekend are better than the teams that did. You know? Like it just it feels like it feels like that's just sort of the way it is, you know? Yeah. No offense to anybody else, you know, but um uh, you know, you and I will be in Baltimore this weekend, so it'll be a fun chance to uh, to get to see everything close up. We'll see, uh, we'll see them take on the Chiefs. I've already seen a lot of conspiracy theories about referees and Taylor Swift, and oh boy, I'm I'm loving it. So um, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, we'll burn through the rest of these uh, pretty quickly, but 49ers and Packers, a, a couple things here. Um, just a, I mean, just a hell of a game from Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I couldn't I couldn't believe how well they played. Um, so are we going to do the Houston thing for them? Um, I kind of feel like we should, right? Like same thing. Like, yeah, I mean, cautiously, the, like, cautiously have to feel really good about where they are, get right? Yourself a new defensive coordinator and we'll talk, you know, I mean, you have to cautiously feel very good about the young talent they've got in the roster, the way the quarterback finished the year. Like, I think that there's a lot of like things to like about where they are. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, yeah. Jordan Love looked excellent and okay. He threw a crossbody rollout interception, um, yeah. you know, in the, uh, <laughs> you know, at the end of the game, which you can't do. But okay, he's in that. He's had that experience. Now he's got the Rolodex, you know, and uh, and we'll see what happens. You know, um, can, I, can I tell you what I liked about it from San Francisco's perspective, though, was that um, that was not their A game. And we've seen the Niners in the past not react very well to not having their A game. And we've seen the Niners get in tough spots where they just seem a little out of sorts. It's like if you can knock them off schedule and like they get they can get a little off kilter. And I think their ability to kind of ride things out was my biggest takeaway from that game in general. Um, yeah, it's the coming from behind thing, which, you know, like whatever the record was, 0-30, if they're down by 7-plus going into the fourth quarter, fine. Yeah, they did that, so now they're 1-30. But I think more than just that, it was like, the adverse conditions, the fact that maybe they didn't have their A game, the fact that Debo went down early in that game, and the Packers were running on them. You know, like the fact that they had to kind of gather themselves in the middle of that game. I mean, look, like if they win the whole thing, it's only two games left. So, you know, it's a little late in the game to be learning lessons and everything else. But I do think it was good to see from them where when you got them having to sort of play left handed a little bit, and saw them having, you know, something less than their very best. They were able to cut it out. I think that Kyle Shanahan now goes into, and not that he didn't know this before, but I think he goes into the latter stages of the playoffs now completely eyes wide open, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that Brock Purdy's Jimmy Garoppolo, but we saw Jimmy Garoppolo melt down in the Super Bowl. He did. He missed throws. He panicked. And so, which I would have done too. I'm not, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying I would have walked into the Super Bowl and uh, and been Joe Cool. Um, this happens to everybody. Um, but I think 
I will be interested to see how he develops a game plan moving forward with that in mind. I mean, you know, in Philly last year, I remember being at that game. I remember wanting to pay attention to how he treated Brock Purdy, and it was instructive. And I'm curious if against Detroit, we see a concerted effort to just blow him full of hot air, get him as confident as humanly possible so that down the stretch, if you have this gotta have it situation, you don't miss on it, you know? What'd you think about that? Like the, the trick he had of like after the snap, wiping his hand off. I like that. Yeah, I, I do think, but I think that like what I said about the Niners applies to Purdy too. Don't you like, don't you feel better about him? Like, at least handling situations like that, that, and then he was able to like get the Niners down the field, make the throw to like Ayuk, you know, over the middle to to move the chains and 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 kind of, I guess, compartmentalize some of the ups and downs that he went through earlier in the game and and get them in the end zone at the end. Like I think that counts for a lot. Wiping your hands, by the way, in the middle of a dropback is is like. Um... It's it's like the new fiddling with your mouthpiece in the middle of a play, you know. Yeah, it's very. I uh, was impressed. It's very cool. Um, yeah, like you. I, mean, I just th- I think that takes a certain amount of composure, don't you? You're holding the ball with the with the left hand. Isn't that scary? Yeah, I wouldn't want to do yeah. that. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Over in the NFC, gosh, I really wanted, really wanted the Bucks to make this a chaos scenario. Um, I like the Lions. I think that they are America's team at this point, yep. but Tampa Bay was feisty and yep. I don't know what they're going to do this off season. If Dave Canales goes and gets a head coaching job, I think that might complicate 
what how you view Todd Bowles maybe um, mm-hmm. and and whether that job becomes open. I mean, Mike Evans is gone. Um, Levante David is gone. They have a lot of impending free yep. agents, but. Could you run it back at this point with Baker Mayfield? And how would you feel about that if you did? I think you sort of like have to, I mean, I don't know. Kind of have to, right? Swing it, you know, like, yeah, because I mean, very clearly like the locker room believes in him and um, he was a great fit for what they were as a team. And so like, I think you definitely have to put your best foot forward in trying to re-sign him. Now, are there limits? Sure. But if you're Baker, like you see what like Derek Carr got last offseason, you see what Jimmy Garoppolo got last offseason, you see what Daniel Jones got off last offseason, you wouldn't be doing yourself a service to not shoot for something like that. And then the question becomes, is the market there for that, right? And like if you're the Bucs, do you look at that and say, yeah, we should put the franchise tag on him? And I can't, I, I don't know where that tag's going to land, but it'll probably be, what, 25? You know, somewhere between 25 and 30 probably. I can't even remember what last year's tag was, to be honest with you. But, yeah. um, but I think, it, but, but I mean, if you look at it, like, would it be worth that to you? Because I think that's the question. It's not do you want him back. It's like how much are you willing to pay pay to get him back? And like, are you worried enough about losing him where you throw the tag on him so a team like Vegas or Atlanta or New England can't get their hands on him? Like, you know, Atlanta, for example, Belichick really liked Mayfield coming out in eighteen. Wouldn't Baker be a good fit for Atlanta? You know, plus you kick the leg out from underneath a division rival. I think it would make some sense. So, like, is that part of it? Like, where it's like, yeah, we fear losing him enough where we want to put the tag on him. You know who? Uh, you know who I heard loved, and I think at one point tried to trade up or had discussed trading up for Baker Mayfield was Bill Belichick. Okay, so the franchise tag number, by the way, I way underestimated it because I'm a moron. 35.9 is what uh, over the cap has it. Wasn't there something about Belichick inquiring about a quarterback in that draft? Don't you you remember that? There was like a, there was like some sort of weird story about that. It was, no, dude, it was, it was, it was Baker. Like they had, yeah, they, um, I, I believe, I want to say Josh like flew to Oklahoma to work him out like the week of the draft. That's what it so was. It was definitely something like they 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 had a real interest in him. They liked him. Like that's why again, like if Josh winds up with Bill, right, like in Atlanta, say, you certainly see that, you know? And the franchise tag number is so high at quarterback where it's like then it'd be tough to do a long term deal for less than like forty million a year, right? Yeah. Um because it wouldn't be worth it to him. So, yeah, the, the Bucks are in a tricky spot. Like, do you let him go to the market and let the market decide, knowing you could lose him, um, knowing you could piss him off? Um, if you do let him go to the market, do you pay him ahead of time? Do you tag him? Like, this is a pretty complicated decision for Tampa. The The Lions looked like the Lions. Um, yep. They looked, uh, you know, I'm, and and, you know, at this point, I think that, I don't know. I can't with any degree of confidence say that they're going to beat the 49ers, but if the 49ers play the way that they did last week, the Lions would beat them by 14 points. But I don't think that the 49ers are going to play the way that they did last week. Right. I think they're going to come out. Um, I think they're going to come I mean, out. The 49ers, to be fair, have been off. What? They clinched the one seed in week 17. Um, so they have basically be coming off three weeks off in a rainstorm against a hot, young Packers team like I the circumstances are much different this week 
Let's get to the last one quick. Chiefs and Bills, 27-24. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's talking about the missed kick in a in a dang lake effect hellhole. How about Josh Allen missing that throw I, a couple of plays beforehand? I mean, that to me was the story. And I love afterwards. There's all this saber rattling and, you know, whatever. You can, you know, I don't really care. I'm not invested in whether they keep, um, you know, Sean McDermott or not. Doesn't matter to me. But I thought he played, you know, that defense was crushed by injury. They had a game plan where they kept the ball out of the Chiefs' hands. They were aggressive. They played smart situational football. They punched out that uh, uh, would-be touchdown at the goal line, which is my favorite rule in the NFL. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Every time you fumble through the goal line, you should get penalized. You should lose 10 points yeah. for doing it. Um, what else did you want Sean McDermott to do? I mean, Josh Allen missed that throw at the end yeah. of the game. I mean, it was, you so- know. Here's my question, though. God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel terrible if like you're too young for this comparison. Do they feel? Do the Bills feel a little like the Tony Dungy Bucks to you? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where they were, they were knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door, and it was just not there. And then they went and they, they, they initially, if you, for people who are my age, you'll remember they initially went after Bill Parcells. Yeah. And that didn't wind up, wind up working out. And then they wind up with with John Gruden. They win the Super Bowl the next year, but that was like a Bucks roster that was starting to age. That had like sort of it felt like it kept hitting a ceiling, and needed something. And like I sort of you know obviously there are a lot of differences. That team was driven by defense. This team is driven by a great quarterback. Does it feel like this team needs that sort of spark? You know. Um, and has it gotten to the point where you're with that group of players and it's not like the window is going to be open as long as Josh Allen's there. But if you like start to look at the guys who are part of this build the last seven years, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Tredavious White, Matt Milano, Deion Dawkins, Stefan Diggs, like a lot of those guys are over 30 now. Yeah. Right. So it's like, do you want to push all your chips into the table again in 2024? Do you want to do that with the same staff? Do you want to hit reset a little bit and start to work some of those guys off the roster? And if you do that, is Sean McDermott the guy that you want building the next iteration of it for Josh Allen? Like these are big picture questions, you know? And I think because of the age, again, of some of the important players in the roster and their window is open as long as Josh Allen is there, in my opinion. But like the rest of the roster, like the guys around Josh Allen, they are getting older. Like they've got a tough decision to make on Stefan Diggs. That's one thing. Like, I don't I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this. Like, do we think Diggs is the same guy anymore? Yeah. Like, I think Diggs is sort of like Kelsey now, right? Like where Travis Kelsey, like he's still serviceable. Like he's still a good player. But can Kelsey be the number one for you anymore in Kansas City? Probably not, right? Like, which I think what we've seen like what we've seen kind of unfold over the last few months. Like, is it the same thing with Diggs and Buffalo? Uh, I'm very curious to see what happens there. Um, yep. That is a team that has tried so hard. They're like the they're like the family in your neighborhood that's uh, uh, up to their eyeballs in crippling debt, but just pretends yep. that nothing's happening. You know, they're just like, oh, we love it, we love each other. Uh, I think I think something. But I, I will say, like the team did show like a spark when the whole Sean McDermott 9/11 thing happened. You know, yeah, like because I mean they they 
this was their first loss since then. So I do think like you see like the program's not broken. It's just do you need something to put it over the top? And again, like those Tony Dungy bucks, if you want to look at the history of it, it's really interesting. They went all in on that group, the Sap and Brooks and Lynch group, right? By going and getting John Gruden and like we're all in for right now. And then they won the Super Bowl and it completely collapsed after that. And they didn't win again for 15 years, you know? So go trade for, I mean, well, you can't get a, I think Jim Harbaugh is about to go be the coach of the Chargers, by the way. I I think so too. Um, I I think, I think we're moving in that direction. Well, um, thanks as always for Albert. I won't, I won't, I won't fight, I won't sing the fight song or anything like that. <laughs> By the way, just let's give some credit to the Chiefs too. Six straight AFC championship games, unbelievable. And being able to do it again while remaking your roster, I just, that defense does not get enough credit. Like they do not get enough credit for like the job that they did at the end of that game. I would argue that the throw that everybody pushed points out, Connor, that throw the, to Shakir that Allen missed, that's because of Chris Jones. That's because Chris Jones walks Deion Dawkins back into Josh Allen. Tony Romo said that Chris Jones hit him and Tony Romo was incorrect. But you're right. He was in in his space. Uh, He got in his space. He affected the throw. I will. He affected the throw. I will give you that. And this is really interesting, too. Like, one last note on that. I talked to Chris Jones after the game about it. And he said, so they lined him up on the edge in that play. And he had been talking with the coaches through the game. And... He basically said, like, they wanted to put him on the edge earlier. And he basically said, like, let's save that. Yeah. Because if we do it now, then they'll be able to adjust to it. So let's save that. Smart. And sure enough, at the end of the game, they were able to get him singled up on Deion Dawkins. No adjustment. And Deion Dawkins gets walked back into Josh Allen. Josh Allen misses the throw. Third nine out of bounds. Tyler Bass misses the field goal, which poor Buffalo wide right again. Um, Two plays after that, and the game's over. But six straight AFC championships, that's pretty pretty unbelievable. And Andy Reid, six with Tampa, or six with uh, Tampa, six with Kansas City, and five with Philly, which is an amazing, amazing, amazing accomplishment. It is. We're going to be there to see them together we are. in Baltimore this weekend. Albert is taking me to uh, Phillips. Seafood. Just kidding. I don't think Saturday big, night? I don't think the big Phillips is there anymore. You coming in Saturday fine. night? I no, absolutely not. I can it's like no. a two and a half hour drive for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna be home in my own bed uh after that game. So I'm uh, I'm very excited. But uh so I'll see you there. Um get some crab cakes or something. Um mm-hmm. in the meantime, like we said at the top of the show, thank you guys for sticking with us. We're gonna be here. Um Matt and Gilberto are gonna be here next week. We're gonna be here to talk about the um the conference championships we're going to be in las vegas for the super bowl so stick with us and uh we'll keep uh, we'll keep sticking with you guys Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. 
It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 